0: section fifty of the legends of the jews volume three by lewis ginsburg read for LibriVox.org. section fifty the gifts of the princes when moses called on the people to make their offerings for the erection of the sanctuary it sorely vexed the princes of the tribes that he had not summoned them particularly hence they withheld their contributions waiting for the people to give according to their powers so that they might step in and make up the deficiency and all should observe that without them the tabernacle could not have been completed but they were mistaken for in their ready devotion the people provided all needful things for the sanctuary and when the princes of the tribes perceived their mistake and brought their contributions it was too late all that they could do was to provide the jewels for the robes of the high priest, but they could no longer take a hand in the erection of the tabernacle. On the day of the dedication they tried to make partial amends for letting slip their opportunity by following the advice of the tribe of Issachar, renowned for wisdom and erudition, to bring wagons for the transportation of the tabernacle. These princes of the tribes were no upstarts or men newly risen to honor. They were men who even in Egypt had been in office and exposed to the anger of the Egyptians. They had also stood at Moses' side when he undertook the census of the people. They now brought as an offering to Moses six covered wagons, fully equipped and even painted blue, the color of the sky, and also twelve oxen to draw the wagon. A number of wagons as well as of oxen had been set with purpose the six wagons corresponded to the six days of creation to the six mothers sarah rebekah rachel leah bilhah and zilpah to the six laws that the torah prescribes exclusively for the king to the six orders of the mishnah and to the six heavens the number of the oxen corresponded to the twelve constellations and to the twelve tribes moses did not at first want to accept the teams but god not only bade him accept them he also ordered him to address the princes kindly and to thank them for their gifts moses now even thought the shekinah had deserted him and would rest on the princes of the tribes assuming that they had received direct communication from god to make this offering to the sanctuary but god said to moses if it had been a direct command from me then i should have ordered thee to tell them but they did this on their own initiative which indeed meets with my wish moses now accepted the gifts not without misgivings fearing lest a wagon should break or an ox die, leaving the tribe or that unrepresented by a gift. But God assured him that no accident should occur to either wagon or ox. Yes, a great miracle came to pass in regard to these wagons and oxen, for the animals live forever without ailing or growing old, and the wagons likewise endure to all eternity moses then distributed the wagons among the levites so that the division of the sons of gershon received two wagons with the transportation of the heavy portions of the tabernacle boards bars and similar things whereas the former having the lighter portions had enough with two wagons the third division of levites the sons of kohath received no wagons for they were entrusted with the transportation of the holy ark which might not be lifted upon a wagon, but was to be borne upon their shoulders. David, who forgot to observe this law, and had the ark lifted upon a wagon, paid heavily for his negligence, for the priests who tried to carry the ark to the wagon were flung down upon the ground. Ahithophel then called David's attention to the need of following the example of Kohath's sons, who bore the ark on their shoulders through the desert, and david ordered them to do the same but the princes of the tribes were not content with having provided the means for transporting the sanctuary they wanted to be the first on the day of dedication to present offerings as with the wagons moses was doubtful whether or not to permit them to bring their offerings for these were of an unusual kind that were not ordinarily permissible but God bade him accept the dedication offerings of the princes, though Moses was still in doubt whether to let all the twelve princes make their offerings on the same day, or to set a special day for each, and if so, in what order they should make their offerings. God thereupon revealed to him that each one of the princes of the tribes were to sacrifice on a special day, and that Nashon, the prince of Judah, was to make the start. He was rewarded in this way for the devotion he had shown God during the passage through the Red Sea. When Israel, beset by the Egyptians, reached the sea, the tribes among themselves started quarreling who should first go into the sea. Then suddenly Nashon, the prince of Judah, plunged into the sea, firmly trusting that God would stand by Israel in their need. Nashon's offering was one silver charger, that had been fashioned for the sanctuary the weight whereof was an hundred and thirty shekels one bowl of equal size but of lighter weight of seventy shekels both of them full of fine flour mingled with oil for a meat offering furthermore one spoon of ten shekels of gold full of incense one young bullock the pick of his herd one excellent ram and one lamb a year old these three for a burnt offering and a kid of the goats for a sin offering to atone for a possible uncleanness in the sanctuary these sacrifices and gifts nashon offered out of his own possessions not out of those of his tribe god's acceptance of the offerings of the princes of the tribes shows how dear they were to god for at no other time was an individual allowed to offer up incense as Nashan and his fellows did they also brought sin offerings which is ordinarily not permitted unless one is conscious of having committed a sin finally the prince of the tribe of ephraim brought his offering on the seventh day of the dedication which was on a sabbath though ordinarily none but the daily sacrifice may be offered on the Sabbath. The offerings of all the princes of the tribes were identical, but they had a different significance for each tribe. From the time of Jacob, who foretold it to them, every tribe knew his future history to the time of the Messiah. Hence, at the dedication, every prince brought such offerings as symbolized the history of his tribe. Nahshon, the prince of judah brought a silver charger and a silver bowl the one to stand for the sea the other for the mainland indicating that out of his tribe would spring such men as solomon and the messiah who would rule over all the world both land and sea the golden spoon of ten shekels signified the ten generations from perez son of judah to david first of judean kings all whose actions were sweet as the incense contained in the spoon the three burnt offerings the bullock the ram and the lamb corresponded to the three patriarchs abraham isaac and jacob whereas the kid of the goats was to atone for the sin of judah who sought to deceive his father with the blood of a kid the two oxen of the peace offering pointed to david and solomon and the three small cattle of the peace offering the rams the goats and the lambs corresponded to the descendants and successors of these two judean kings who may also be classified in three groups the very pious the very wicked and those who were neither pious nor wicked on the second day of the dedication appeared the prince of the tribe of reuben and wanted to present his offering, saying tis enough that judah was permitted to offer sacrifice before me surely it is now time for our tribe to present our offerings but moses informed him that god had ordained that the tribe should present offerings in the order in which they moved through the desert so that the tribe of issachar followed judah this tribe had altogether good claims to be among the first to offer sacrifices, for in the first place this tribe devoted itself completely to the study of the Torah, so that the great scholars in Israel were among them. And then, too, it was this tribe that had proposed to the others that bringing of the dedication offerings. As this was the tribe of erudition, its gifts symbolized things appertaining to the Torah, the silver charger and the silver bowl corresponded to the written and to the oral torah and both vessels alike are filled with fine flour for the two laws are not antagonistic but form a unity and contain the loftiest teachings the fine flour was mingled with oil just as knowledge of the torah should be added to good deeds for he who occupies himself with the torah who works good deeds and keeps himself aloof from sin fills his creator with delight the golden spoon of ten shekels symbolizes the two tables on which god with his palm wrote the ten commandments and which contained between the commandments all the particulars of the torah just as the spoon was filled with incense the three burnt offerings the bullock the ram and the lamb corresponded to the three groups of priests levites and israelites whereas the kid of the goats alluded to the proselytes for the torah was revealed not only for israel but for all the world and a proselyte who studies the torah is no less than a high priest the two oxen of the peace offering corresponded to the oral and the written torah the study of which brings peace on earth and peace in heaven after nashon the temporal king and nathanael the spiritual king came the turn of eliab the prince of the tribe of Zabulon. this tribe owed its distinction to the circumstance that it followed commerce and through the profits thereof was enabled to maintain the tribe of issachar which entirely devoted to study could not support itself the charger and bowl that he presented to the sanctuary symbolized the food and drink with which zebulun provided the scholar tribe issachar the spoon indicated the border of the sea which jacob in his blessing had bestowed on zebulun as his possession and the ten shekels of its weight corresponded to the ten words of which this blessing consisted the two oxen point to the two blessings which moses bestowed upon zebulun as the three small cattle the ram the goat and the lamb corresponded to the three things which gave zebulun's possessions distinction before all others the tunny the purple snail and white glass after the tribes that belonged to judah's camp division had brought their offerings followed reuben and the tribes belonging to his division the gifts of the tribe of Reuben symbolized the events in the life of their forefather Reuben. The silver charger recalled Reuben's words when he saved Joseph's life, whom the other brothers wanted to kill, for the tongue of the just is as choice silver. The silver bowl from which was sprinkled the sacrificial blood recalled the same incident, for it was Reuben who advised his brothers to throw Joseph into the pit rather than to kill him the spoon of ten shekels of gold symbolized the deed of reuben who restrained jacob's sons from bloodshed hence the gold out of which the spoon was fashioned had a blood-red color the spoon was filled with incense and so too did reuben fill his days with fasting and prayer until god forgave his sin with bilhah and his prayer was set forth before god as incense as penance for this crime Reuben offered the kid of goats as a sin offering, whereas the two oxen of the peace offering corresponded to the two great deeds of Reuben, the deliverance of Joseph and the long penance for his sin. Just as Reuben interceded to save his brother Joseph's life, so did Simeon rise up for his sister Dinah, when he took vengeance upon the inhabitants of Shechem for the wrong they had done her, hence the prince of the tribe of simeon followed the prince of the tribe of reuben as the sanctuary was destined to punish unchastity among israel so were the gifts of the tribe whose sire figured as the avenger of unchastity symbolical of the different parts of the tabernacle the charger corresponded to the court that surrounded the tabernacle and therefore weighed one hundred and thirty shekels to correspond to the size of the court that measured one hundred cubits of which the tabernacle occupied thirty the bowl of seventy shekels corresponded to the empty space of the tabernacle these two, the charger and the bowl were filled with fine flour mingled with oil because in the court of the tabernacle were offered up meat offerings mingled with oil whereas in the tabernacle was the shewbread of fine flour and the candlestick filled with oil the spoon of ten shekels of gold corresponded to the scroll of the torah and the tables with the ten commandments that rested in the ark the sacrificial animals the bullock the ram the lamb and the kid corresponded to the four different kinds of curtains and hangings that were used in the sanctuary and that were fashioned out of the hides of these animals the two oxen of the peace-offering pointed to the two curtains the one in front of the tabernacle the other in front of the court whereas the three kinds of small cattle that were used as offerings corresponded to the three curtains of the court one to the north one to the south one to the west of it and as each of these was five cubits long so were five of each kind presented as offerings as Simeon, sword in hand, battled for his sister, so by force of arms did the tribe of Gad set out to gain the land beyond the Jordan for their brethren. Therefore did their prince follow Shalumiel, prince of Simeon, with his offerings. This tribe, so active in gaining the promised land, symbolized in its gifts the exodus from Egypt, which alone made possible the march of Palestine the charger of the weight of a hundred and thirty shekels alluded to Jacobed, who at the age of one hundred and thirty years bore moses who had symbolical connection with the bowl for he was thrown into the nile this bowl weighed seventy shekels as moses extended his prophetic spirit over the seventy elders and as the bowl was filled with fine flour so did moses prophetic spirit in no way diminish because the seventy elders shared in prophecy the three burnt offerings recall the three virtues israel possessed in egypt which were instrumental in their deliverance they did not alter their hebrew names they did not alter their hebrew language and they lived a life of chastity the sin offerings were to atone for the idolatry to which they were addicted in egypt so that god did not permit their deliverance until they had renounced idolatry the two oxen of the peace offering corresponded to jacob and joseph for whose sake god had delivered israel out of egypt they brought besides fifteen heads of small cattle as sacrifice because god was mindful of his vow to the three patriarchs and the twelve fathers of the tribes and released israel out of bondage a special distinction was granted to the tribe of Ephraim, for God allowed their prince to make his offering on the Sabbath, a day on which otherwise none but the daily offerings were allowed to be offered. This distinction the tribe of Ephraim owed to its ancestor Joseph in recognition of his strict observance of the Sabbath as governor of Egypt. The gifts of this tribe represent the history of Jacob and of Joseph, for the descendants of the latter owed much to Jacob's love for his son Joseph. The charger alluded to Jacob, the bowl to Joseph, and as both these vessels were filled with fine flour mingled with oil, so too were both Jacob and Joseph very pious men, and the course of their lives ran evenly. The spoon symbolized Jacob's right hand, which he laid on the head of Ephraim to bless him. The spoon was filled with incense. Jacob laid his right hand upon Ephraim, and not upon his elder brother Manasseh, because he knew that the former was worthy of the distinction. The three burnt offerings corresponded to the three patriarchs, whereas the kid of goats stood for Joseph, whose coat had been smeared with the kid's blood. The two oxen of the peace offering indicated the two blessings that the sons of Joseph had received from their grandfather Jacob and the three kinds of small cattle that were offered as peace offerings corresponded to the three generations of ephraim that joseph was permitted to see before his death joseph not only observed the sabbath he was also chaste not to be tempted by potiphar's wife and he was faithful in the service of his master god therefore said to joseph thou hast kept the seventh commandment thou shalt not commit adultery and hast not committed adultery with potiphar's wife and thou hast also kept the following commandment the eighth thou shalt not steal for thou didst steal neither potiphar's money nor his conjugal happiness hence there will come a time when i shall give thee the reward due thee when hereafter the princes of the tribes will offer their offerings at the dedication of the altar the two princes among thy descendants shall one after the other offer their offerings the one on the seventh the other on the eighth day of the dedication as a reward because thou didst observe the seventh and the eighth commandments the prince of the tribe of manasseh now followed that of ephraim trying like the preceding symbolically to represent jacob's and joseph's lives the charger, one hundred and thirty shekels in weight, indicated that Jacob at the age of one hundred and thirty years migrated to Egypt for the sake of Joseph. The bowl of seventy shekels corresponded to Joseph, who caused seventy souls of the Hebrews to migrate to Egypt. The spoon of ten shekels of gold indicated the ten portions of land that fell to Manasseh. The three burnt offerings corresponded to the three generations of Manasseh that Joseph was permitted to see before his death, whereas the kid of the goats recalled Jair, son of Manasseh, who died childless. The two oxen of the peace offering indicated that the possessions of the tribe of Manasseh were to be divided into two parts, one on this side, the Jordan, and one beyond it. The three kinds of small cattle for peace offerings corresponded to the triple attempt of Joseph to influence his father in favor of Manasseh, whereas the five head of each indicated the five daughters of Zelophehad, the only women who, like men, received their shares in the distribution of the promised land. As the sanctuary stood first in Shiloh, Joseph's possession, then in Jerusalem, benjamin's possession so did this tribe with its sacrifices follow joseph's tribes the charger signified rachel the mother of benjamin who bore him to jacob when he was a hundred years old and in memory of this as well as of benjamin's attainment of thirty years when he came to egypt the weight of the charger amounted to one hundred and thirty shekels the bowl indicated the cup of joseph employed to discover his brother's sentiments toward benjamin and both vessels charger and cup were filled with fine flour for both joseph's and benjamin's lands were found worthy being cited for god's sanctuary the spoon of ten shekels of gold full of incense corresponded to the ten sons of benjamin all of whom were pious men the three burnt offerings corresponded to the three temples erected in jerusalem benjamin's property the temple of solomon the temple of the exiles returned from babylon and the temple to be erected by the messiah the sin offering the kid of the goats points to the building of the temple by the wicked king herod who atoned for his execution of the learned men by the erection of the sanctuary the two oxen of the peace offering corresponded to the two deliverers of the jews that sprang from the tribe of benjamin mordecai and esther the five heads each of the three kinds of small cattle for a peace offering symbolized the triple distinction of benjamin and his tribe by five gifts the gift of honor that joseph gave his brother benjamin five times exceeded that of all his other brothers when joseph made himself known to his brothers he gave benjamin five changes of raiment and so too did the benjamite mordecai receive from ahasuerus five garments of state in his blessing jacob likened dan to judah hence the tribe of dan stood at the head of the fourth camp of israel and their prince offered his gifts before those of asher and naphtali jacob in his blessing to dan thought principally of the great hero samson hence the gifts of this tribe allude chiefly to the history of this Danite judge. Samson was a Nazarite, and to this alluded the silver charger for storing bread, for it is the duty of a Nazarite at the expiration of the period of his vow to present bread as an offering. To Samson, too, alluded the bowl in Hebrew called Mizrach, creeping, for he was lame of both feet and hence could only creep and crawl the spoon of ten shekels of gold recalled the ten laws that were imposed upon nazarites and that samson had to obey the three burnt offerings had a similar significance for samson's mother received three injunctions from the angel who said to her husband Manoah, she may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine neither let her drink wine or strong drink nor eat any unclean thing the sin offering which consisted of a kid called in hebrew sa'ir corresponded to the admonition given to samson's mother not to shave his hair in hebrew siar the two oxen corresponded to the two pillars of which samson took hold to demolish the house of the philistines whereas the three kinds of small cattle that were presented as offerings symbolized the three battles that samson undertook against the philistines the judge must pronounce judgment before it be executed hence to the tribe of Asher the executors of justice followed Dan the judges the name Asher also signifies good fortune referring to the good fortune of Israel that was chosen for god's people and in accordance with this name also do the gifts of the prince of the tribe of Asher allude to the distinction of Israel the charger one hundred and thirty shekels of silver in weight corresponds to the nations of the world whom, however, God repudiated, choosing Israel in their stead. The bowl of seventy shekels corresponds to the seventy pious souls of whom Israel consisted when they moved to Egypt. Both vessels were filled with fine flour. God sent his prophets to the other nations as well as to Israel. But Israel alone declared itself willing to accept the Torah, this nation accepted the spoon of ten shekels of gold filled with incense every man among them being willing to accept the ten commandments and the torah the three burnt offerings corresponded to the three crowns that israel received from their god the crown of the torah the crown of the priesthood and the crown of the kingdom for which reason also golden crowns were fashioned on the ark in which the torah was kept on the altar on which the priests offered sacrifices and on the table that symbolized the kingdom but the highest of all is the crown of a good name which a man earns through good deeds for the crucial test is not the study of the torah but the life conforming to it for this reason also there was a sin offering among the offerings corresponding to the crown of good deeds for these alone can serve as an expiation the two oxen indicate the two torah that god gave his people the written and the oral whereas the fifteen peace offerings of small cattle correspond to the three patriarchs and the twelve fathers of the tribes for these fifteen god had chosen as jacob blessed after asher and naphtali so too did these two tribes succeed each other in the offerings at the dedication of the tabernacle naphtali jacob's son was a very affectionate son who was ever ready to execute his father's every command the prince of the tribe of naphtali followed his ancestor's example and by his gifts to the sanctuary sought to recall the three patriarchs and their wives one silver charger the weight whereof was an hundred and thirty shekels symbolized sarah who was unique among her sex in her piety and who almost attained the age of a hundred and thirty years a silver bowl for sprinkling blood recalled abraham who was thrown far away from his home the weight of the bowl was seventy shekels as abraham also was seventy years old when god made with him the covenant between the pieces the charger and the bowl were both filled with fine flour mingled with oil as also abraham and sarah were imbued with a love for good and pious deeds. The spoon of ten shekels of gold alludes to Abraham as well, for Abraham conquered the evil inclination and resisted the ten temptations, whereas the three burnt offerings and the sin offering corresponded to the offerings made by Abraham at the covenant between the pieces. The two oxen for the peace offering indicate Isaac and Rebekah, whereas the three kinds of small cattle allude to jacob leah and rachel but the sum total of the offerings of these three species was fifteen corresponding to these three and the twelve fathers of the tribes apart from the significance that the offerings of the tribal princes had for each individual tribe respectively they also symbolize the history of the world from the time of Adam to the erection of the tabernacle. The silver charger indicated Adam, who lived nine hundred and thirty years, and the numerical equivalent of the letters of carat, kesef, silver charger, amounts to the same. Corresponding to the weight of an hundred and thirty shekels, Adam begat his son Seth, the actual father of the future generations at the age of a hundred and thirty years the silver bowl alludes to noah for as it weighed seventy shekels so too did seventy nations spring from noah both these vessels were filled with fine flour as adam and noah were both full of good deeds the spoon of ten shekels of gold corresponded to the ten words of god by which the world was created to the ten sephiro to the ten lists of generations in the scriptures to the ten essential constituent parts of the human body to the ten miracles god wrought for israel in egypt to the ten miracles israel experienced by the red sea the three burnt offerings were meant to recall the three patriarchs the kid of goats indicated joseph the two oxen corresponded to moses and aaron the five rams, to the five distinguished sons of Zerah, Zimri, Ethan, Hemon, Chalcol, and Dara, whereas the five goats and the five lambs symbolize the five senses of mankind, by means of which the existence of things is determined. The sum total of the gifts of the twelve princes of the tribes had also a symbolical significance. The twelve chargers correspond to the twelve constellations, the twelve bowls of the twelve months the twelve spoons to the twelve guides of men which are the heart that bestows understanding and insight the kidneys that give counsels good as well as evil the mouth that cuts all kinds of food the tongue that renders speech impossible the palate that tastes the flavours of food the windpipe that renders possible breathing and the utterance of sounds the esophagus that swallows food and drink the lungs that absorbs fluids the liver that promotes laughter the crop that grinds all food and the stomach that affords pleasant sleep all the silver of the vessels that weighed two thousand and four hundred shekels corresponded to the years that had passed from the creation of the world to the advent of moses in the fortieth year of his life all the gold of the spoons the weight of which was an hundred and twenty shekels corresponds to the years of moses life for he died at the age of a hundred and twenty the different species of animals offered as sacrifices corresponded to the different ranks of the leaders of israel the twelve bullocks to the kings the twelve rams to the princes of the tribes the twelve kids of the goats to the governors and the twelve sheep to the government officials the twenty-four oxen for a peace-offering corresponded to the books of the scriptures and the divisions of the priests and were also meant to serve as atonement for the twenty-four thousand men who owing to their worship of peor died of the plague. The sixty rams of the peace-offering corresponded to the sixty myriads of Israel's fighting hosts the sixty he-goats to the sixty empires, and the sixty he-lambs to the building of the second temple, that measured sixty cubits in height and sixty in width. The gifts of the twelve princes of the tribes were not only equal in number, but also in the size and width of the objects bestowed, every tribe making exactly the same offering to the sanctuary. None among them wished to outrival the others, but such harmony reigned among them, and such unity of spirit, that God valued the service of each as if he had brought not only his own gifts, but also those of his companions. As a reward for this mutual regard and friendship, God granted them the distinction of permitting them to present their offerings even on the Sabbath day. End of section. This recording is in the public domain.